At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Want those idiots who believe in analytics. It is our number two of a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus. And iHeartRadio. It's Gil Alexander. Thanks for uh, tuning in this morning. Again, thanks to JVT for hanging out on the show for uh, two weeks. Did a fabulous job. Um, And thanks to all the people who are uh, tweeting kind things uh, to us this morning and to me this morning. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Jason Weingarten will be on the show a little later on uh, to talk baseball with us. He's got a whole bunch of more futures. He's been betting Olympic baseball qualifiers. So if you have that access at your sports book. Jason is your man later on the show. We'll talk, uh, talk a little Julio Jones as well uh, coming up and the return of Chris Andrews. Uh, he didn't get to do his rants in the first hour. We just talked about uh, college football season win totals, um, the team that he made the mistake on, the team that most people bet, team that he made the most of, uh, that he made the mistake on was Louisiana Tech. The team that was most passionately bet was Kentucky. Um, talk a little tennis that he's offering now. Also, uh, his thoughts on the the trend, the ever-growing trend of giving refunds on shenanigans in sporting events, like what happened with uh, John Rahm, if you can call testing positive for COVID shenanigan. You know what I'm getting at. The fact that he was removed after leading that tournament after three rounds. Patrick Cantlay, the ultimate winner at the Memorial. Uh, but he's got other things he wants to say, so we'll have Chrissy on later this hour. But let's talk tennis. Uh, this gentleman, as I always say, is the one guy, if I had one bet to make for the rest of my life in any sport, I would go to him and I'd say, make me a tennis bet, Dan Weston. He had the sense 
unlike me, to not go aggressive in the first round of the French Open. It had been a fabulous clay season for me until then, and I just got rolled in the first round. Dan was smart. Dan kept it very nitty. It's Dan Weston, everybody, at Tennis Ratings. How you doing, Dano? Yeah, I am good, Gil. How are you? I'm doing very well. You know what I've loved, besides just getting crushed those two days, which was horrible, but what I've loved about this is I will put out my picks purposely almost before you do because I don't want to yeah. I don't I don't want to have us I don't want to be influenced right and what what's been interesting is you and I have pretty much been right there on the same picks the whole way with the exception of that first stretch the yeah. I should have remembered I think that the French Open is the chalkiest of all the majors and it really did kind of go that way, or at least I wasn't on the right ones. Anyway, good for you. Do you? I, I, I certainly think when Wimbledon comes around, I'm going to be a whole lot more conservative. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, no, the first round of Grand Slams is always so problematic. You know, there's players coming in, many, many players coming in. I, saw, I think there was, you know, probably 10 of the top 20 in the women's outright market came in with some form of retirement or withdrawal in the last month. So that tells you, you know, like the the fitness issues that we don't really know a lot about, but we're, we've got those concerns over the, the top players. And I tend to swerve the, the round ones quite a lot on the whole, um, unless there's something that really, really stands out and you do some extra research and you say, oh, I can't find a reason why that's completely out of line. Um, I, I tend to I tend to be pretty cautious with the open round. And you mentioned about Wimbledon as well. I think that we're going to have to be pretty cautious on Wimbledon oh, stop. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we... I don't know if you've seen this, the um, women's uh, sort of low-profile event in, in Nottingham, UK this week on grass. And we don't really have any grass numbers to really Nothing. speak of. Yeah. So um, there's a ATP event starting in a few days' time in Stuttgart, Germany as well. And, and at the moment, I'm, I'm still trying to toy with working out the best approach to trying to handicap these grass matches that we don't have much data on. At the moment, I'm probably leaning towards using more indoor hard and hardcore numbers rather than, say, like a longer-term grass number. But it's really difficult. I don't think there's anything close to an exact science for that. I, I think you're 100% right. I almost I almost dread it a little bit because, as I said, clay was great, and the numbers were working out beautifully. And again, with mm -hmm. this, this uh, first round being uh, the major hiccup of it. But... Uh, you know, still got Iga going. Iga, Iga looks pretty indestructible. Yeah. But you know, here's probably the here's probably the first question I want to ask you about this because Iga has a match, by the way, later uh, here in about uh, four hours from now. She's got the uh, final. I think it's four hours from now, and maybe I'm wrong on the time, but it's the last match of the bunch today. She's taking on Marta Kostyuk. Uh, neither has lost a set all tournament long. Of course, Iga's. Iga's, uh, you know, non-losing a set streak at the French extends all the way back to last year. So it's 20 sets in a row now for Iga. But I guess the question is, as we look at the landscape, um, and there's going to be nine players. It looks like Maria Sakkari is going to get by here. By the way, it is Gil Alexander, Dan Weston on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, and, of course, iHeartRadio. Um, I should ask the question, because I don't want to get too confident with Iga, you know, because we're like, okay, well, she sh she's absolutely should be the favorite. She is now. Most of us got her at north of four to one or five to one to win this thing. But she's she's minus money now. She's the favorite. Who, when you look at the remaining players, do you think is the most likely to have a shot if she plays if, if that person plays their A game, 
And Iga's got one of these moments, and we've seen it a couple times this year, right, Dan? Where there's been a couple matches. I think Kanja was one of them. She had a match against Kanja, Kanya earlier this season where you're like, whoa, that was interesting. Iga sort of didn't show yep. up for that match. This is obviously clay. It's her service, but of the remaining, Badosa, Rybakina, Goff, Pavliochenkova, uh, Stevens is now out, uh, Kretschkikova and uh, Sakari. It looks like Kennan's going to be out here. Of the remaining ladies, who's the most likely to beat her? Who's got the best chance? I think that she's going to have to have a real off day and someone else is going to have to play peak level to, to really put, put, uh, put her out of the tournament. Um, the Kanye match you mentioned as well, that was on hardcore where she was kind of like that little bit more unproven on hard courts before yep. for Clay. Clay, she's just unbelievable. As you said, 20-0 in the French Open for the last two years so far in sets and... Uh, if she wins, if she wins this this year as well, well, you're going to have to go and play that that clip where we talked about her in advance of last year's tournament as well. You have to replay that one again because we we called her clay court career pretty accurately that day. Yes, and, we did. Uh, it's fantastic to see her do that. I mean, for me, she's the best player in the field by a long way. You asked me which player I think could be the biggest test. I was quite strong on Paula Badosa before the draw and. My pit in the pinnacle podcast that I did, I, I mentioned her as like the real live outsider, um, and uh, yeah, she's her numbers on clay are fantastic this year as well. So um, she's as probably going to be as good as anyone, but obviously the market's taken that into account because she's second favorite. Uh, I think a lot of people will be riding the Corey Gorf train as well. Um, I think the, I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably going to lose a lot of money opposing her in the next um, year or so because <laughs> price. As I did today. As I did today, I was all over Jabor at that number. You have to with those numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the two the two obvious spots for me today was Jabor and Schwartzman on the game handicap. And luckily, the Schwartzman got the job done just about. Just and, about. Um, yeah, <laughs> never in any doubt. <laughs> <laughs> never, never in doubt. That's right. After first that tiebreaker. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just don't. I don't. I don't understand how she gets these results because if you. If you draw a curve and it's got like combined service points uh one plus so uh, return points one percentage on the bottom and win percentage on the top she's overperforming considerably over the, the line of the best fit so where where do we go from there do we just say okay that's an outlier do we or do we just say okay we'll, we'll just keep doing our money until she starts losing yeah. because sooner or later she's going to be so ridiculously bad value in matches but then um, you've got to keep close on like the, that improvement in her as well, whether statistically she just does improve. But at the moment, I don't see it so much at the moment, but it's not going too well for me opposing her so far. Yeah, no, me, me, me neither. I mean, and this one this morning, again, you and I were both on Jabor, as it turned out. Um, you, Jabor was plus 145-ish, somewhere to use the American betting parlance, Dan. And, uh, yeah, you had to play it, and it was a comprehensive victory for Coco Golf. So, you know, you, you feel stupid after something like that. Yeah, but yep. it's all about process what can you do you know? absolutely all about the process on these so Bedosa, let me go back to this point about Bedosa. we'll get to the men's side here momentarily so paula Bedosa, and again before this french open this was a spectacular clay season we were killing her on this show just absolutely dog after dog coming in but i probably bet on paula Bedosa on clay this clay season more than any other person we've talked about her on this show as well yeah, yeah. just because fiatek hasn't shown up as much in tournaments 
And you and I, again, we got to play that, you know, we'll, we'll play that clip from last year into eternity, you and I calling uh, Sviatek to win the French Open last year. But as much as I've been on Bedosa this year, I look at this price tomorrow. And so, again, the way that this show times out, the, the matches are overnight typically uh, in Paris. So we will be on the air after some of these get played. So Bedosa tomorrow against Tamara Zidancic is minus 303. She's laying $3. Now, this from a guy who's bet Bedosa more than anybody else this clay season. I think, I don't know if you've gone into these numbers yet, but I almost have to play Zidancic here at plus 238, don't I? I, I think it's a no bet for me. I, no I, I look I look at the prices and I think that's about right. I haven't formally priced it up, but I'm leaning towards like the 1.35 uh, in decimals, which is pretty much in line with the um, market pricing. So I, I'm absolutely fine with with the dosa at the, the, the current market price. But uh, I definitely don't think that she's worth a bet at that price. That's for sure. Okay. Do not think any any thoughts. I know we're talking about tomorrow already, but any thoughts mm-hmm. on Krejcikova golf, which is basically a coin flip, and then Rybakina, yeah. small favorite over Pavlyuchenkova. I think Rybakina is justified favorite over Pavlyuchenkova. Uh, I haven't actually properly priced it up yet, but uh, golf over Krejcikova. If we look at the twelve-month clay court numbers for the two players, Krejcikova actually has a, a marginal edge, um, but yeah. Whether you, I think I think we're going to be in the same situation probably as we did with with Chabert. Yeah, I think so too. Like you said, Coco Golf will end up being someone we lose a lot of money betting against based on uh, her win res, her win percentage just being completely different than the data that supports it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move to the men's side. We're talking to Dan Weston again. You yep. can follow him at tennis ratings tennisratings.co.uk. Um, Look, uh, first of all, I don't know what's what's the uh, the score here. Let's get an updated score for everybody because Musetti took the first two um, two sets from uh, Novak Djokovic this morning, and then it's like Novak Djokovic woke up and just destroyed Musetti uh, in the second two sets, six one six love, and then a walkover. I see four love in the third set, and uh, Musetti quit there, huh? Yeah, well, I think this match. If you ever want a perfect illustration of why. The big names are so short priced in a grand slam on the men's the men's side with this best of five sets. This is the perfect illustration to that. So over the best of three sets, you've got that extra variance. You've got less kind of fitness fatigue issues. Whereas like a guy like Djokovic, you can just sustain that level for set after set after set. They tend to come through these matches in the end. You know, yeah. he lost a couple of tie breaks and then just steamholding. So. Um, yeah, that, that, and that's why the best of five set format gives the big names, the better players, a greater chance of of winning. You know, that's it's the same with in football match. You know, if, if in soccer, I should say, um, you know, if Manchester City were to play like a, a team three divisions below in England and they played over like fifteen minute match, it might be a draw. But over ninety minute match, Manchester City will win. You know, it's it's the length of the match or always the longer the match, generally always favours the better player. Yeah, and or the team and um and we saw that with Djokovic versus Musetti today and I really hope that, that Yannick Sinner will give Rafa a good test in this next match as well boy you'd you'd love to see that again Nadal yeah. and Djokovic uh prohibitive favorites uh Roger Federer the other name of the big three who's not a big clay court guy he pulled out of the tournament uh after his win over 
um, over Kepfer from uh, Germany the other day. So Berrettini gets the walkover. I have some Berrettini futures, but it was Dan. Let, let's be honest. It was it was the only time I've ever played any clay futures not named Rafael Nadal. And it was just yeah. one of those things where you saw a little bit of chink in the armor uh, with Nadal in, in the preliminary uh, clay court tournaments before Roland Garros. Of course, Roland Garros, as you've said many times, the clay plays slower, plays right into the hands of Nadal. So you shouldn't read too much into preliminary matches uh, and preliminary tournaments. Yet, it was the first time where I was like, all right, well, if I can get Matteo Berrettini at 125 to 1, I'll take a shot on that. I also, by the way, had Casper Ruud at 90 to 1. Casper Ruud, uh, who I know you had winning a quarter. That was your biggest disappointment here in this tournament so far? Well, yeah, but he, I think he won more points in the match and ended up losing. So you just have to chalk that one up to a little bit of variance, I think, sometimes. As well. we, we know we've talked about this so many times. These, these situations happen sometimes in, in elite sport. And on the, on the subject of Berrettino, I remember you calling that, probably was it a month ago, maybe? Yeah. Uh, and you look at him and you think, okay, well, he's had a rest day today, effectively, because of the pullout of Federer. Djokovic has played for three and a half hours today. How much does that favour Berrettini in the quarterfinal in terms of accumulated fatigue? That's a, that's a big positive for him, I think. How much do you, um, how much let me ask you that how much do you factor that into your handicap on a given day so you'll look at the data let's you know if this is a perfect example yeah. of that you look at the data and you'll see okay well Novak has the better numbers overall on clay after all he's Novak Djokovic not not a yeah. knock on Berrettini but because of the accumulated fatigue and Berrettini with the rest does it does it ever make you flip flop a bet or is it more likely to just take you off of a bet Yeah um, I would say more take me off than, than, than actually like go, really go heavier on something. But, um, I mean, two five-setters in a row, I think, is a big negative for a men's player. That's a huge problem most of the time, especially on clay, where five-setters almost always over four hours. It's probably a bit less drama at Wimbledon, where there's a lot of shorter points and aces. Uh, but, you know, on clay, slower conditions, it's, there's more rallies, points last longer, sets last longer, and matches last longer. And that's two five-setters in a row, on, on clay is almost always over eight hours, and that's that's a huge problem for players. So, um, I mean, for that match, I, I obviously Djokovic is favourite, but I think Berrettini's got a got a puncher's chance in that. I really do. Um, yeah. So he's an excellent server. He's he's winning over seventy percent of points on serve uh, on clay in the last year. So yeah, he's going to have to play well, and Djokovic maybe has a little bit off day, but I think it's possible. I think it's possible. But then Rafa looms, and Rafa is Rafa. And, uh, you know, he's the king of clay. Hopefully Sviatek becomes the queen of clay here. I, I said she'll win double-digit majors because she'll end up winning eight or nine French. You know, she'll just get it that way. Uh, but in, in Nadal's case, you know, all these other uh, futures that we have, in my case, Berrettini, it still is with a grain of salt. You still just want to get him far enough and then hedge away, I guess, is the story. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I mean... I just don't see Nadal really losing. I mean, if, if he beats Sinner this afternoon, um, then he's going to play Diego Schwartzman in, in the quarterfinals. And I think that that's just Nadal versus a, a much worse version of Nadal. So uh, <laughs> uh, I just I just don't I just don't see it. I just don't see him getting beat. I think he'll be a pretty decent favorite over Djokovic probably as well. So, yeah, um, yeah that's the problem with Berrettini. If... if, if um, Mazzetti had got through today, then you would have had a nice spot maybe as well to to, to head off for the quarterfinals as well. Tsitsipas and Medvedev tomorrow. 
Yeah. Tsitsipas, yeah. minus 217, Medvedev plus 175. By the way, people should know who are listening, the American audience, obviously, when Dan says something is shorter, what he actually means by our math is longer and vice versa. It's a whole thing. Uh, obviously, they use a different uh, fractional system there. So is that accurately priced? Because here's the thing with Medvedev. Obviously, coming into this tournament, he was a guy who openly, not only were his numbers not good on clay, uh, those numbers that we had over the last year, but he was openly saying, I hate clay, basically, paraphrasing. Uh, yet yeah. here he is showing up and playing very well. And now he's yeah. got Tsitsipas, who has been, you know, outside of Rafa, maybe the best player on clay this, uh, yeah. this uh, go-round. So what do you like here? Yeah, I agree with you completely on everything that you've just said. Sits the past, maybe been the second best player behind behind Rafa and uh, Medvedev. I think he's maybe like the men's version of golf on clay right now for me. Right. In terms of like, yeah, the, the, the player that you logically the math says that you should go against, but somehow keeps pulling out these results against you know semi decent players. And um, Medvedev has actually got a really interesting head-to-head history over over six past. He's won six out of their previous seven matches. These are two players who pretty much grew up with like that, that uh, identical career trajectory as well. So that head-to-head probably does actually mean something. Uh, the benefit of Medvedev's run here is that because his sample size on clay is pretty small over the last year, it's actually really skewed his numbers to be half decent now. And I actually think that I haven't priced the matchup properly yet, but I think it sits at about 1.5 uh, decimal would be about right, and that's pretty much where the market is, I think. Okay. All right, so everything looks about right to you. And and the only thing that doesn't is Coco Goff. <laughs> and we're just going to yeah. agree we're going to lose a lot of money betting against her the next year. Yeah. I'll let you I'll let you go with this. Obviously, the French will uh will decide itself here in the next week. Then we go yeah, yeah. to what is already the smallest season in tennis, which is grass, which will lead up to Wimbledon here uh, in short time. All our love for Sviatek, we we move aside. Then at that point, not that she's bad on, not, not that she's going to be bad career wise on those surfaces, just not as dominant. Osaka yep. becomes the sort of on the ladies' side the person to beat. I guess Ash Barty's in there as well. But is that your feeling that it's an Osaka Barty and then everyone else kind of thing, or is there somebody else in there? Yeah, there's maybe a few players. I'm, I'm going to look at more of the big servers as well in that. So maybe someone like Stavalenka will have. Have a shout. Um, Karolina Piskova will probably prefer conditions a lot more than she would on clay right now. And, and maybe even, you know, there's going to be a be a grand slam left for Serena. It could be that one. It could be that one. That would be, but she, she's running out of opportunities. Matter of fact, I'm thinking that this is her last calendar year. I, I got to think that it's Wimbledon and it's the U.S. Open. If that doesn't work out, her quest for 24 goes by the wayside. And then or, and then on the men's side, as we go out here, are you a believer in Federer? In the same vein that you're talking about, Serena, are you a believer in, in the Roger Federer is is setting up for Wimbledon and the U.S. Open? Ask me after a grass warm-up event. You got it. That's <laughs> exactly right. Dan, have a, have a good rest of the French. Um, may our futures get home, sir. 100%. Okay. Dan you. Weston, everybody. Uh, the finest tennis betting expert on planet Earth for my money at tennis ratings, tennisratings.co.uk. Um, we'll come back. We'll talk about Julio Jones being traded to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, if the Falcons knew they were going to do this all along, did they get rid of the wrong guy? We'll get into that. We'll get the associated odds, too. Coming back right here on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
1-800-636-3765. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It right here for more of a numbers game with Gil Alexander. In fact, if you've kept it right here, we're here already. Thank you, Ron Flatter. It's Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Uh, appreciate that. By the way, just to uh, recap something we said there in the middle of the Dan Weston segment, in case you missed it, uh, Musetti, after winning the first two sets against Djokovic, he got crushed in the uh, next two sets and then quit injury involved. I shouldn't say quit like he just walked off the court, but an injury four games in, down four love in the fifth and final set, and he decided to pack it in at that point. And so for those pardon me, who bet tennis at certain books, that becomes a complete wash. There are some books that, uh, that if you go one set, they will then grade it based on whatever the result is after that. But a lot of books... And you always have to uh, figure out what book you're betting at and who uh, and which book has which rule in this case. A lot of books, though, in that case, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that Djokovic was a, uh, was a done deal to win that. 
you know, for all intents and purposes, it just becomes a wash, or in this case, because Djokovic was such a prohibitive favorite, perhaps just knocked you down a parlay leg, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, the big football news that occurred uh, here in the last few days, obviously, and we, and we fiend for football news. My goodness, do we love anything National Football League. Long rumored, long suspected, uh, but there were times where we didn't know if it was going to happen or not. The Atlanta Falcons go ahead and they finally trade their star wide receiver, Julio Jones, and they do so to the Tennessee Titans. Um, huge for the Titans. I said earlier, Ravens, what were you thinking letting the Titans do this? How The Ravens are so bereft of wideout help. And if there's, any, if there's a quarterback in this league that needs wideout help, it's Lamar Jackson. The Ravens, obviously, I don't know, they couldn't get it done. And when you look at the terms of a deal like this, I'm always amazed in the NFL because there seems to be a currency for some teams. This is, this is the Washington football team fan in me talking now. Let me just warn everybody where I think everything is uh, skewed against teams like that. They can't figure it out. But the fact that Julio Jones went to the Titans for a 2022 second-round draft pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick. And, oh, by the way, the Falcons have to send the Titans a 2023 sixth-round pick to make it all square. Really? You could have gotten Julio Jones for that? Seems like certain teams get better deals than others. That's just me talking, though. Anyway, so how did this move the market? Uh, first, the betting terms of this. Not, not much, to be quite honest. Again, that's the biggest thing you learn with football and the National Football League and what moves lines. Quarterbacks move lines. Game lines, futures lines, that kind of thing. Julio Jones, incremental move on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Caesar Sportsbook uh, by William Hill. Super Bowl odds for the Titans improved from 35-1 to to 30-1, to just to give one example. Uh, They also took their AFC odds from 18 to 1 to 15 to 1. AFC South from plus 120 to plus 110. BetMGM, proud sponsor of this show. To win the Super Bowl, 25 to 1 for the Titans. To win the AFC, 12 to 1. To win the AFC South, plus 105. So it's really, really a, uh, you know, coin flip there in the AFC South between the Titans and the Colts, essentially. But for me, the bigger question here becomes if you're the Atlanta Falcons and Thomas Dimitrov, the former GM, got you basically in cap hell. So we get that. Cost him his job. Falcons obviously didn't get to a playoff berth, let alone a Super Bowl. But if you knew that you were in such cap hell and that you were planning on getting rid of Julio Jones, who, make no mistake, and I just want to say this in advance, was absolutely underperforming his salary. And the Titans in this deal will take all of Julio Jones' $15.3 million salary Uh, for the upcoming football season. It it drops severely after that. So this is really a one-year major uh, salary cap hit for the Titans. But if you're the Falcons and you're so up against the cap, you're so in cap hell that you knew you were going to have to unload someone, did you make the right choice making it Julio Jones? In other words, if you knew you were going to have to do something, and this is sort of me, you know, inhabiting the bodies of Falcons fans, Are they sitting there right now saying, here's this Julio Jones, you know, generational player for that franchise. Wouldn't you have wanted to get gotten rid of Matt Ryan instead before the draft, or at least during the draft or the whole calculus of the draft and say, "We'll, we'll keep Julio Jones and we'll get rid of Matt Ryan for cap purposes. And then we'll draft Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Clearly they decided that was not the way they wanted to go on that. And so that's just the curious thing to me there. 
By the way, uh, NFC South betting, if you're wondering about the Falcons, 100-1 to to win the Super Bowl, 9-1 to to win the NFC South after their 4-12 and performance last year. So we'll be Matt Ryan, um, but no Julio Jones. Meanwhile, the Titans with Jones and A.J. Brown, um, obviously Derrick Henry in the backfield behind Ryan Tannehill. Uh, no John o. Smith, though. Uh, he is gone. He's with the Patriots. And no uh, Corey Davis, who's with the Jets. But still looking good in Tennessee. We'll come back. The return of Chrissy Andrews. He's got rants. He wants to talk about some things. We give him the platform next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. a numbers game with Gil Alexander. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast, catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, a numbers game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. And download Beating the Book with me, Gil Alexander, or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers with JVT, Long Shots with Brady and Wes, and Matt Humans as well, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. That's vcin.com slash podcast. It's Gil Alexander. Uh, never on this show, never in the history of this show, have we ever had a guest in the first hour and say, hey, could you come back in an hour and finish up this segment? We usually do it consecutively. But ladies and gentlemen, there's no one like my mishbuka, Chrissy Andrews, who runs the South Point Hotel Casino here on the tip of the strip. Chris, you're back with us. Looks like a day-night doubleheader, Joe. When That's I grew right. up, there was no such thing. Now we have them all the time. <laughs> That's right. Day-night doubleheader here with Chrissy. The reason we have you back is because earlier we talked about, okay, you're putting up tennis lines. You put out college football season win totals. We talked about the John Rahm uh, withdrawal in some sports books, you know, doing refunds and putting out winners and stuff on it regardless and that trend. But you had some. You had a couple other things you wanted to talk about. What's number one? <laughs> well, when you and I talked yesterday, I said, yeah, I got a few little rants. You know, I, mean, I hope this doesn't turn too many people off, but I, just a couple of things that just bug me. First one is one that I've repeated over time is people ask me all the time for these uh, props. And then, you know, if I make a price and they, uh, yeah, that's a good price. I'm not going to bet. You know, so yesterday was an example, or two days ago was an example. I made a bad price and the guy bet me. Now I have no beef. No quarrel at all with this guy whatsoever because he was all over the board and he bets me all the time. But it just goes to show if I do make a mistake, I have to pay for it. So if you're going to bet a prop, we have to come up. You'll tell me how much you want to bet. We'll use either a point spread or a straddle, the, the typical straddle that we use at the South Point. And at the end of the session here, you're going to have a bet, and I'm going to have a bet. So none of these, what do you make this price? And then I put it up, oh, yeah, that's good. I'm not going to bet. Okay. So, so that's rant number one. So just to clarify yeah. that, so if you if someone comes up to you and says, I want you to make this prop for me, you get a promise in advance of the amount they want to bet, and then you will put it up, and they must bet it at that price that's promised. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before, before I even give you the price, we're going to count the money and put it in the writer's drawer. Got it. All right, number you know two. So, you know, well, number two. You know, you know, we're all on Twitter right now, and I get a lot of people ask me questions. Now, some, and I do try to answer as many as I possibly can. I'm some are personal, some are ridiculous, and some are just haters out there. But a lot of people ask me questions, and I want to answer them, but I kind of 
formulated this rule in my head. You know, if you're going to ask me a question, you have to at least be following me on Twitter. You know, I mean, is that too much to ask? You're asking me for information about this or that, and you don't even follow me? Then, Gil, am I wrong? Does that sound too petty? No. Maybe it is. I don't know. There's a, a, I'll be honest, Chrissy, there's a a dash of get off my lawn there, the dash of it, maybe. But Todd Todd Wright, for instance, who was on this show and will be on again to talk hockey later this week, he did this thing. He would come on. Uh, and do fantasy football on a numbers game week after week after week. And he was so generous, right? He was like, just write me at Todd Wright, you know, fantasy uh, fantasy football at uh, gmail.com, and I'll answer all your fantasy football questions. So all of our all of our listeners would, would throw him questions of fantasy football, and he would just exhaustively, right? He'd write these detailed answers. Yeah. And then finally he's like, none of y'all are listening to my podcast, though. So then he would put a keyword in his podcast. He's like, I'll answer it if you get the keyword from my podcast. So it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> It's like, give me a little something back kind of thing. So I get it. I understand. All right, so follow yeah, Chrissy back. Like I said, I, yeah, just, even if you're just going to fake it and follow me for like 15 minutes and then unfollow me, at least do that. <laughs> at least I'm going to make you do that. But, you know, if you're going to ask me, I really do try to answer everybody. Like I said, there's a lot of haters out there. I'm not into answering them. And by the way, I don't block people because I prefer knowing who the jerks are. So I don't. I very rarely, rarely block anybody. I have the but same policy. If you are going to yep. ask me a question, yeah, I mean, if you are going to ask me something, at least be following me, and I'll do my best to answer you. Okay. And there was one more. So those are my rants, Gil. Anything oh, else we want to talk about? Those are the two. No, I was curious. Um, okay, so here's the deal. So now, since you're putting up tennis plays. I promise to you, yeah. right? Not that these are props, but now yeah. that you guys are doing, because I've been I've been killing Vinny for it for a long time, right? I've been like, hey, Vinny, where are the tennis? Where are the tennis? So yeah. I, I will absolutely. Yeah. Now that I know these are up here now, I will absolutely start to bet tennis at the South Point. How's that for a pledge? Well, that's great, you know. But again, you, you know, that, that's just the line that we put out, and anybody's welcome to bet it, you know. So uh, right. we would appreciate your play. I'd highly respect it. I wish you'd have bet me that first round. I might have made a little bit of extra money. You would have. You would have absolutely. <laughs> I'm telling you, you would have. Now, now you're in the do theory part of uh, the betting. That's right. Now you're due to go on a little bit of a roll. Yeah, how, how I don't know you, if it's going to be any bargain, but obviously we welcome your play. But let me let me just ask you let me just ask you this. So now that you've put them up and you see you again, you said demand was there. All right, and, and yeah. now that you're seeing it, don't you believe since we get it since we've gotten into this discussion, we might as well follow it through. Which is, don't you believe that there's more of this field of dreams? If you build it, they will come. Kind of thing. Like, do you not subscribe to that? Where it's like, oh, if I had put these up earlier, they would have shown up too eventually. Well, you know, that that's a good point. I, I, I think you could argue both ways. Like, when I was at Cal Neva many, many years ago, uh, you know, there's, well, there's a lot of golfers in every, you know, jurisdiction, every, everything. Uh, guys, put up the golf. You should put up the golf. Put up the golf. And I would, you know, it, it was hard at that point. We didn't have the Internet. But I'd scrounge around, find some prices. And I remember tournaments, and I, I swear to God this is the truth, a major tournament I put up, now this is like 1982, I had one $5 ticket on the entire Oh, man. And <laughs> the guy didn't start, and I had to give him his money back. You know? <laughs> and I swear to God, that's the truth. And so I, that, so I just kind of tabled it for a while, and then it picked up. And I, I had done some tennis before, and I had, uh, I had one customer 
a lot of my compatriots out there will know exactly who I'm talking about, so I don't want to mention his name. But I had one guy, I would put it out, and he would bet me, and he was a guy that we would take his action. He'd bet me 100000 on a particular matchup. And it, that would be like my only bet on the whole thing. <laughs> so you're basically gambling, too. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure this is worth it, you know, and he obviously knew tennis pretty well, and uh, we would put him on, and he, he did pretty good against us, so that was another one of those things, I said, geez, I'm, I'm not sure this is the right thing to do. Right. However, I do have friends, and I you know, I know we're going to run out of time, but a lot of people ask me for it, and here we are, and uh, I love you know, hopefully we can do a much, much more going forward. Cool. I'll place a bet when I leave here. I already got one in mind. Chrissy, appreciate it. If you have other things to okay. rant about any day, you, you feel free. It's the, mi casa es su casa. <laughs> you got it. All right. Chrissy, you got it, pal. Chrissy Andrews, everybody. My then one day, 40 years of bookmaking in Nevada, available at Amazon, and where all books are sold. Jason Weigarten on baseball. He's got some plays. And he's betting Olympic qualifiers. Let's talk about that. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Turn a $1 wager on the Padres or Cubs into 100 with BetMGM. If either team hits a homer tonight, just use bonus code VSIN100. When you sign up for the king of sportsbooks and get ready for showtime, download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. And make sure to use promo code, uh, promo code rather VSIN100. New customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer. Not available in the state of Nevada. Skill Alexander, ladies and gentlemen, haven't had the opportunity, obviously, to talk to this gentleman in two weeks as well. That's how it works when you go away for two weeks. Under a cloud of smoke in Southern California at Spreadopedia with the smoke. It's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? That's the best thing. Pretty good. How's it, how's it going? It's going well. How long have you – is this the first time you guys have done that? It's outstanding. I don't think Jason approves, by the way. Jason, did you see what just happened on the screen? No, I don't, I don't see. I don't see what's going on. Okay, probably for the best. Let's just let's just leave it at that. Uh, okay, so um, we always talk about your always evolving futures portfolio. Not only futures, but award portfolio. And over the last couple of weeks, you know, we've seen some guys bubble up that perhaps weren't really bet on guys before. But you've got some. You've got some players that you have added, and uh, you even have the great suggestion that me, you, and Sporer and Vasgersian should do a uh, mid-season podcast from Circa and update everything. Jason uh, Jason Kahn is rolling his eyes because he's like, I said the same thing, Gil. Except you didn't, you didn't, you didn't go like this, Jason, when you said it. Um, so, uh, Jason Weingarten now, tell uh, everybody who have you added to sort of your MVP thoughts now and tickets. Uh, well, I added, uh, first I added, uh, Max Muncy at 200 to one, just, uh, cause I like the number. I got some Cody Bellinger at a thousand to one also, Ooh. cause I just thought that was a, a really nice number. Mm. I don't think he, I don't think he can actually win. I, I pivoted to Juan Soto at 25 to one. I think, I think he's heating up. It's a really good price. He's, He's one of the few guys, I think, with that sort of price that can close the gap, and he's as exciting as Tatis or Acuna. And I'm I'm on Castellanos from before the season because Paul Sporer recommended it. Mm-hmm. Have that at like a hundred to one or ninety to one. He's currently twelve to one. The odds are uh, uh, currently down at Westgate, so I'm I'm just using DraftKings today. Um, I think Castellanos and Jesse Winker are both really interesting. Like compare the Reds and the uh, the Braves records; they're about even. I, I don't know. I, I think Cunha is great. I don't think he's necessarily running away. I think I think Tatis is obviously the favorite right now, and Degrom is making a good case. Chris Bryant's making a good case. Um, but Castellanos and Winker had good prices, so I uh, I got those. I got I got a uh, Winker most home runs two fifty to one. And I added just as a like a potential hedge with quotations, more just I, I wanted something else 
I, uh, I, I bet Devers, Rafael Devers, 50 to 1 for AL MVP, just in case Otani lets up and Vlad lets up. Uh, I think he's a future MVP, though, not, not this year. Now, Jason, and nothing on the side. Jason, I feel like I have to have an intervention with you because we discussed this many times that when you look back on your futures inventory after a season, you're like, I'm betting too many of these things. Are you falling off the wagon here and betting too many? No, because, you know, Cody Bellinger, 1,000 to 1, it's like well, you only get 100 bucks on it or whatever. It's, it's still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Muncy, 200 to 1, wasn't a huge bet. Um, Juan Soto is really the only uh, only other new guy. The other other stuff was all bad preseason. Castellanos, so Winker obviously added Winker. Um, so no, not 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 falling off okay. the wagon. If if anything, I've I've been uh, I've been betting the same guys. Like for example, Westgate put up Rookie of the Year odds. They're currently locked because I guess they're trying to figure out how to reprice them. But they had Cabrian Hayes sixty to one and forty to one. And I bet it both times just because those were amazing numbers for him before he came back. And I, I think he's going to win still. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm betting the same guys more yeah, as opposed to adding. What did we get Cabrian before the season? Like 7-1, to one, right? Something like that. Yeah, like 7, under 10. And I was saying oh, he should be the favorite. And here's, you know, I've, I've said this before, but it's, it's the beginning of June. You know, the rookie of the year race starts now. What you did the first two months of the season is great, but, but it's how you finish, not how you start. And it, it really only takes 100 games, not, not 150. So, you know, the rookie race starts heating up now. And, I don't understand how Westgate was getting sixty to one on Cabrian Hayes, but you know. Yeah, if Araldis Garcia could start hitting home runs again, I'd appreciate that as well, Jason. I want to point that out. Yeah, he's he squandered a he squandered a a road series at Coors. I was disappointed mm. about that, but but that's sort of you know you get hot and cold. It's uh it, it's a thing with Cubans. They uh sometimes they just kind of cool down and strikeups go up. But I, I I saw he's the favorite for Rookie of the Year. Uh, he was one to two at Westgate, and I thought that was a crazy price too. There's a whole bunch of guys in the AL I would love at at bigger prices against Adolis Garcia. Continuing this, not to not to take anything away from his excellent May, and hopefully he still keeps hitting those home runs. We have a uh, we have a question from a Christopher Felica who goes by uh, the nickname the Bear via text. How can you bet Juan Soto? The Nats are going to finish 74 and 88. He says. Yeah, they might. That's uh, that's the concern. But I call it the the Mike Trout principle. You know, Mike Trout's won how many MVPs on on teams that don't make the playoffs? And I, I don't think in baseball you have to make the playoffs to to win an MVP. And I actually do think the Nats could you know finish closer to 500. They could even be all right. They remember they got Max Scherzer, they got Strasburg, they. They're not barren. They have a ton of pieces, and they have the second-best player in baseball who's not named Mike Trout, potentially, and Juan Soto. Yeah. Um, and Trey Turner. Those are pieces. I have Juan, Juan Soto per spore to uh, most hits at 75-1, to 1, but obviously his injuries make that a ridiculous long shot and almost an impossibility as well. By the way, Spore also recommends Castellanos every single year. He has a man crush on him. One of these years, he's going to be right on Castellanos. I wouldn't say that without him here, without him to defend himself. I'm just making fun of Paul. He'll probably enjoy that. Uh, he loves Castellanos year after year. So the other thing you're betting on, uh, because there's only three, by the way, in baseball's infinite wisdom, only three games on the slate today, which is just wonderful. But you're betting Olympic 
qualifiers. So this isn't available everywhere, but in some faraway locations it is, and also in some near locations it is, actually. Um, but what have you found with this? A lot of value? Yeah, well, they're over now, but the, the main thing was the, the Team USA lost last tournament in Mexico last year before coronavirus that made them have to go to another tournament for qualifying, and this tournament was held in Miami, and you know, there was there's Cuba and the Dominican Republic and Venezuela. There's some good teams there, but you know, Team USA, even with with Homer Bailey and Todd Frazier, you know, those are re- recently let go MLB players, and they had some some decent minor league players on the team. Like, you, you're gonna win more, you know, more often than not. I think they actually swept the tournament, but you know, the the line for for USA Venezuela this weekend. With with the scenario being Team USA wins and they go to the Olympics was like USA minus three hundred, you know it should have been USA minus three thousand. Um, so stuff like that was lucrative if you were willing to lay big prices. I I got some some good bets on the Dominican Republic, and then there was this special situation. I, I talk about special situations frequently. Yes, um, C- Cuba managed to. Uh, lose and and uh, get out of you know basically get eliminated from the the Olympics for the first time and you know since baseball has been a sport and however many Olympics it's been, um, and their last game was against Colombia who had also been eliminated and you know when you're both eliminated in a baseball game it's not like you don't play and Colombia had no pitchers could they use all their pitchers in the last game they had lost so I mean Cuba was just running up the score on them I think they scored like 16 runs and it eventually got mercy ruled but again if you know the rules and you need to know the rules of the sports books but mercy rules you know count as official games even if they go seven innings totals are official um, everything and uh, the prices some of the prices on the overs were just so wrong and it's not like the teams were going to stop scoring so it was like you know over 15 and a half or 16 and a half like four to one for you know plus 475 live i was just maxing out as much as i could i was like all right you're not gonna keep you know you're not gonna stop scoring so i just kept betting more and more um that worked out that was that was good it saved john rom's uh (laughs) you know the unfortunate john rom situation for the weekend well, okay, so we only have uh, like 90 seconds here, so let me get this in real quick. So for the Olympics, assuming they go off without a hitch, besides USA, give me a few countries that we should have our eyes on. Team Israel. Team Israel's uh, got a team. Team um, Israel, uh, baby! It'll be real interesting to, to see the uh, see the rosters when they come out. Yeah. Uh, Japan will be there. Um, there's one more qualifying tournament in a month. I look forward to betting that. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to Olympic baseball. I think it'll it'll be a lot of fun, and I hope I hope books are planning on offering it because it's the Olympics. It's you know yeah. you got to bet it. We'll see what Fakakta lineup the uh, Team Israel puts out uh, during the Olympics. Uh, and then last thing, we only have three games. Any bets today on these three games? I bet one over. I bet the the Red Sox, but already moved a whole run, so it's not like you can get a bunch of value there. My money today is actually on Mississippi in college baseball. That game starts in just over an hour. It just started steaming up to minus 172, and then I got Irvine beating Stanford tonight. Irvine just flipped to the favorite. I bet them up to minus 120. Those are my games today. I love it. Mississippi in about an hour, and then Irvine tonight. 
Irvine just having flipped to a favorite, uh, your two plays in baseball that are actually playable now with only three games in Major League Baseball and the one that you had already having moved. Jason, uh, when you come back later this week, we'll actually talk about uh, first-half baseball stuff, which teams uh, you think are sustainable or not, which pitchers. We'll do that later in the week. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Always fun. Jason Weingarten from Under Cloud of Smoke, Southern Cali. Thank you to everybody on the show uh, today. Good luck with all your bets. Let's go, Ega. From all of us here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we i'm tori deal and i'm anisa ferreira the wait is over guys all stars Four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.